everyone, and welcome back to the Reclaimed Podcast. My name is Ellie Herringshaw. I am with my dear friend, Mel Noel. I'm so excited to, to have her on this podcast. We connected over the Reclaimed community, which is a, a community that, that I started back in June. And now um, we're going to be on our third season this January. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in that, um, I have some information about that in the show notes. But I'm so excited because <laughs> this podcast is all about healing and redemption. It's all about stepping in to the areas that hold pain, believing that God is able and willing to extend healing to us because he is. And Mel is here to share her story. Hey, Mel. What's up? <laughs> it's <laughs> so good to do this. <laughs> I'm so stoked. I'm so stoked. Yeah. Um, I recently moved and um, and now we are living in Brutus. South Minneapolis <laughs> with our giant dogs, Brutus, who is sitting next to Mel. Yes. Who is a well, talk about talk about Brutus a little bit, Mel. Oh, Brutus. What do we say about Brutus? Brutus is my guy through and through. He is a almost three-year-old Great Dane who is scared of his own shadow. He has no idea how big he is. <laughs> and he's the ultimate lap dog. And he's just hilarious. He just like ends up sitting on people. And how, yes. how much does he weigh? Uh, so he's pushing have... 150 now, oh my which gosh. is bananas. He's actually small for a Dane. That's crazy. Which is and he is, um, yes, for those... For those of you that are wondering, he is getting along well with 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 Bling, my Baby dog. Bling. Um, Bling is my my greyhound, and Bling is a little bit. I mean, she's she's a little bit standoffish right now. Two yeah. words, <laughs> two words. He's a little much. Brutus, <laughs> he doesn't quite know how big he is, and Bling is like, "Will you please? Yeah, <laughs> can you not? Can you not?" But anyway, I'm really excited for you to share your story today. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I. Uh, Oh, I'm just like so thankful that I get to do this. Yeah. And I'm such an like, I'm such like an awkward person. So this right now Which is, is so we're sitting true. in our, <laughs> no, um, <laughs> as we're sitting in our basement, just like staring at each other on microphones. I'm just yep. like, what's happening? I have to be serious. Okay. No, um, you don't have to be serious. Okay. It's you fine. can be whatever you want to um, be. Yeah, no, I... I think so many people have no idea what my story actually is. I mean, social media is so real and we just, Oh my gosh. People you know, make assumptions people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't felt the grace to share my story yet, but over the last few months, I've really just felt like the Lord really prompting me to be bold and get it out there. And so drum roll, please guess what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm divorced. Whoa. What that happened? Word. Wild. Yeah. Um, when I felt the Lord really prompting me to share this, I was cautious because I never wanted this to be out of a place of like vengeance of me yeah. sharing. And I yeah. um, really before anything, I just like want to speak. This is not a bad on you. This is not a let's yeah. talk this person down. This isn't a demonizing thing. It's actually just like. This is a story of hope. This is a story of victory. And yeah. this isn't a, like a pity call. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and thank you for saying that too, because yeah. that is just absolutely what I always want this podcast to be. Yeah. Reclaiming in general, which is stepping into areas of pain to allow God to heal. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, the essence of what reclaiming is. Yeah. That is, it's not about the other person. Right. It's about, yeah. it's no. about what God is doing in our own hearts yes. and just allowing that healing to happen. So thank you yeah. for, for just addressing that. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm just going to hop in because I don't do it. 
Yeah, yeah please, where, please just. How do you ease into this? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's something so powerful about sharing our story. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, all throughout the Gospels, we hear, we hear people that say, "Oh, they heard about Jesus, mm-hmm. and then they, and then they decided to go after their own healing." Yeah. When you hear about something, when you hear a testimony of healing, mm-hmm. there's something so powerful that that builds the faith of other people, and that's yes. why we're that's why we're doing this today. Yes. This is such a taboo topic, and I know that this is. So I was raised in the church. And this was never a thing. I mean, I think especially when you're raised in the church, not that anyone gets married with the thought of divorce. um, You really are like, there's no way. It Um, will not be me. It won't be me. Yeah. But it actually was. We're trying to make it untaboo on this podcast. Right. Right. (laughs) So I actually am going to be speaking to addiction and domestic violence. I actually met my ex-husband in a missions organization. Mm -hmm. We were very much in a spiritual bubble fell in love quick and hard and I knew that addiction was in his past but I didn't you know he had been sober for years he was honestly like my best friend we became super close we dated for I think like a year and then um got married and and any like everything was rainbows and butterflies and beautiful I remember um while you were dating it was rainbows and butterflies yeah yep so I think back to our wedding which Mm -hmm. was just exquisite and so bougie and way over the top (laughs) it was like so yeah (laughs) way too much I'm pretty sure we had like 50,000 flower petals that my poor family had to like individually peel and it was so extra I just (laughs) I it was way too much uh I remember people saying that like wow that was like the most godly wedding I've ever been to and it really was like the happiest day actually though when I think back there was a couple nights before that I um I actually felt like I needed to back out and I remember sitting on my front porch like something just felt wrong and felt off and it was like this I think it was just this alert in my spirit but man when you're that far into wedding planning and you're getting married in two days and everyone's peeled all these flower petals (laughs) (laughs) they're poor thumbs um (laughs) I like it was like oh my gosh like I can't do that to people like and obviously I can sit here now and be like oh my gosh that's so sad that you were so concerned Hmm. with with the flower petals yeah and just like so concerned for everyone else and like that's why I should enter into covenant marriage happened yeah it was a lovely day it was a whirlwind and I thought dreams were coming true fairy tale ending and couldn't have asked for a better day honestly day three of our honeymoon um he actually threw me Mm. and uh I remember being so caught off guard (laughs) obviously like what just happened he pretty much instantly stepped back into addiction at that point I mean the more I've learned about addiction I realized that it's not so much even like what is going on in the like outer in your like flesh and your physical like whether he was drinking or not like something had set in before that for sure yeah he was in that mindset and uh I spent a lot of the honeymoon on my own and I wouldn't know like where he was and I would like sit in our honeymoon suite and uh yeah just by myself eating room service watching movies and I would have no idea where he would be 
I called my mom and I was just like screaming like what just happened and obviously that's a terrifying call for your poor parents to get when uh, you're in another country yeah I mean there was yes I think after that it was like my coping mechanism was we like came back together and it was like okay let's act like that didn't happen I mean we both apologized which was interesting yeah and a whole other topic but we kind of shoved it under the rug and I remember going home after my honeymoon and my mom like pulling me aside and she's like what's going on like are you okay and I was like yep it was just a hiccup like yeah I don't I don't know what it was we're just gonna like move on be done with it obviously my mom had a lot more wisdom than that so yeah I mean just going on from there we were moving back to this missions organization and we moved to Kona Hawaii and we lived in this tiny little like dorm room Mm -hmm. and things got worse and worse and it started happening again and um I actually was put in hiding for a couple days and uh just some really intense things um that were I think more shocking than anything I think when you're going through that kind of trauma it's just you're so numb like you have I like couldn't tell left from right like what is happening the confusion, like, how did I get here? How is this my life? Yeah, like, just what is happening? We're in a missions organization. Like, yeah, like this isn't supposed to be my story. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and it just was so confusing. So um, I had left for the first time after that, after I was in hiding. I went home to my parents and stayed in their basement for a couple months. And, and this was just a couple months into your marriage, right? Yeah, I mean, wow. like... I think so we got married in September I left in the end of October wow yeah just like I mean so fresh boom 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 yep. yeah they say that the first year of marriage is the hardest but they're Mine not was <laughs> they're not talking about this no 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 <laughs> let no let me no. just say that no 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 <laughs> so I left yeah and um the guilt of but I'm newly married and what is happening and this isn't my story. And so I ended up going back. Um, and then, um, yeah, I just honestly was so committed to my image of like what was being portrayed because people had like sponsored us and like supported us to go. We were missionaries. Like that's bananas. Like how would this be happening? So it was this like huge dirty secret that I was like, no one can know. Like people were literally like paying our salary. Yeah. I've always been a people pleaser and like always that's been a huge battle for me. But this especially was like, this was a new level. Yeah. Like the shame and just the fear of, just fear of man in general it was just so heavy I would say like yes I was in a very dysfunctional marriage but I also was not in a space that I was like healthy like mentally enough yeah um to like have enough respect for myself Mm -hmm. to walk away so while we're while we're recording this we're realizing how hard this topic is and how, how t- oh, slightly challenging I mean anytime we share our story it's hard yesterday we went to karaoke yeah man for the second time yeah man right Mel yes we did an encore performance of <laughs> love is a battlefield because it is because I mean you're not wrong <laughs> you're <laughs> because love is a battlefield and um both of us are 
we're these, women in our 20s. We're women in our 20s. In the church. In the church. Single. Divorced. Divorced. We carry this. Giant dogs. <laughs> giant I dogs. mean, I feel like that applies to everything. Just yeah. Giant dogs. Always. Yeah. Attacked. Giant <laughs> dogs. <laughs> With two giant black dogs. But we, but love is a battlefield, and we, um, we sang our heart out last night. I so if you're he- even hearing like the, the hoarseness, raspy, yeah, <laughs> the hoarseness in our voice, <laughs> it's because we were belting out love is a yes. battlefield. I mean, it sucks because it shouldn't be, mm-hmm. because perfect love casts out all fear. Because Jesus is love, God is love. Come on. We just needed to take this time, take a little break, talk about <laughs> talk about <laughs> the importance of karaoke. The importance of karaoke. Yes. And honestly having fun. Like what we've gone through is super super heavy. Mm-hmm. And even and even there's aspects of it now that are still heavy and like yeah. rehashing this, yeah. sharing your story is heavy. So we were married for 2 years. Of that time, I was I think I left three times for a long period of time there were many nights that I would have to go like spend a night in a hotel um because I when you're in a traumatic like violent unhealthy marriage um your relationships are also affected by that yeah so I think so many people especially whether we were at our missions organization or whether when we moved to Minnesota like people don't know what to do with this yeah and I didn't know what that, like, or they don't know what support looks like to yeah, help you. Yeah. Like how, help him. yeah. Yeah. This went on for two years. He was in and out of treatment for his addiction. Yes. For alcoholism. And I spent, you know, we were legally bound for that long, but at the same time, like I was alone so much that wow. it doesn't even feel like, like, okay. Something that I've definitely had to hold is like, there's beauty and brokenness to everything. Yeah. When I look back at our time together, like I can see the beauty yeah, and those good moments. And that's why it's so confusing, especially mm. in domestic violence, because you're going from high to low, high to low, high to low, high to low. Wow. And there's like, it's hard to like, but okay. Like we had this we have like this beautiful aspect of our relationship, but yet like this is happening. Yeah. Because so, real love was there. And Absolutely. Real, real love, real love on both sides. Like you, you loved him unconditionally, which for you in that, in that Not mindset. Always, but okay. <laughs> yeah. I was okay. And let me just preface this. Yeah. Like I was a, I was a fighter. I've been a fighter my whole yeah. life. Um, You're feisty. She's feisty. <laughs> um, because again, circling back, love is a battlefield. Yeah, come on. <laughs> come on. Give me that sword. Um, yeah, no, I was always that person that was like. I don't give a crap what people think. I'm going to fight the system. Yeah. Yeah. And love that about you. Yes. That's how God made you. Yes. That's yes. how he made you. That's who I am. <laughs> um, yeah. And so there was a fight for the injustice. Like mm. there were obviously like I look at and I'm like, wow, I was the biggest pushover. Like how did I not stand for myself? But it, I have a lot of grace for that yeah. aspect and like that side of me. Yeah. Um, I think that sweet little Melissa just didn't have the tools and she didn't have any revelation of who she was or who God was saying Mm. she was. Um, I may have had a little, but, but not fully. Yeah, no. So when it all kind of came to a head, but the big moment when everything happened was December of 2017. So we were at a point where living in this duplex and basically he would drink from 
morning to night, morning to night. Wow. Um, and he lived in our basement and would play video games. And anytime I went down there, it was like, screw you, like, F you, get away from me. Um, you're a piece of, you yeah, know, it was many, all of that. many profane words. And um, wow. I remember like one time I, um, I was sitting on our couch and in the basement because he had, I don't know, he had gotten up to shower or something. So I was like watching TV and he decided I was in his spot and ended up like pouring this giant thing of water on me because mm. I was like, no, I, like I can sit here. Um, Cause you're a fighter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you come at me, bro. Yeah. Um, but most days I would come home not knowing what I was coming home to. Yeah. Um, would he lock like, me in a room? What, what's it going to be today? Yeah. There just was so many tough things. And all of this was happening while I'm like trying to like start a new life in Minnesota and like function as a human. Because you're, you're not from here. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, all my family's in South Dakota and Wyoming and um, his family is from here. So that's how we landed here. Yeah. I honestly am like so thankful that I landed here. So yeah. it's I like I wouldn't be on this I'm podcast. Thankful. You landed here too. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, and I, um, at that point I had actually developed like an eating disorder. I was such an emotional eater and just binge, 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 binge. And it's just kind of how I coped. Yeah. Um, He chose the bottle. I chose pizza. I was also extremely depressed. I remember just waking up every morning, like being so sad that I wasn't dead. I was never like I wouldn't consider maybe it a suicidal I don't know but like I would n- I would never go through with like actually killing myself yeah. but I just wanted to be done I saw yeah. no hope no light at the end of the tunnel we had started like counseling God bless that my sweet counselor I still see her and she has been a lifesaver you know our our church started to become involved with it um, we go to a younger church and it's like such a hard dynamic to like what do I do with this? So, yeah, I mean, it was a yeah. first for them too. Um, I mean, it was really a first for all of us. Yep. Like what is happening? Where's yeah. the line? Um, and what's the theological stance on this? Like, how do we, yeah, how do we like handle what? this? Yeah. So I think as I'm even sharing, I'm recognizing like, wow, people are probably like, why did you not leave? Yeah. And, um, the reality is like when you're in an abusive marriage, when you're in just like that whole scenario, you're the last one to know. You really yeah. are. Like, there's so much like truth to that statement. I remember sitting with my mom one time on our patio, and and she was just asking me because I mean, my my sweet family. We're gonna do a podcast on family dynamics someday because oh my goodness, there's so much there. There my, really is, yeah. My precious, precious family. I remember one day we were sitting on the porch, and she. And I were just talking about, you know, like, what does love look like? And um, I remember saying to her, Mom, I just wish you would punch me in the face so I had grounds for divorce. And wow. that's, that's like, so sad. It's That's devastating. Yeah. Because he never physically put his fist to my face. Mm-hmm. I ignored the throwing, the pushing, the... Um, the chasing the words, the being told every day I was a piece of crap, like yeah. being told how psychotic I was. And when you're in that situation for two years, you start to believe that about yourself. Mm. I mean, I remember just thinking like, 
maybe I am crazy. Like what? Maybe I am a piece of crap. Yeah. Like, and so of course I, of course I didn't believe that like whatever I was feeling was legit yeah. and whatever I was feeling was accurate. And wow. Yeah. Like, of course you're not, of course you don't have the confidence to do it. I remember even like before I was in my marriage hearing about like women who stay with their husbands after like things like this and honestly being really judgy and yeah seriously oh, for real yeah, yeah. and like <laughs> judgy either way yeah, of ju- like yeah. why don't you just figure it out I'm like so not pro-divorce like yeah neither of us are no. we can say that <laughs> divorce is an extremely painful thing and there's a reason that the Lord yes. doesn't want it for us it's out of a place of love and grace and his care for us not out of a place of he, like this is the rule and it's yeah. in, it's in he hates he hates it yes I hate it like we hate it it's excruciating it's I would recommend so it to hard. no one yep and yet and yep it saved my life absolutely it saved my freaking wow. life and I it was the best thing that ever happened yeah. to me honestly so so you're so December 2017 yes, sorry swinging back around. no you're so good you're so good December 2017 things really came to a head for you and you became separated again. What would it, what did that look like? Yep. Um, I came home from church one night and, um, he had a knife and was saying he was going to kill himself. And somehow I got the knife away and, um, I called the cops because that's what you do Yeah. when someone's threatening that. And I wasn't yeah. going to risk that. And I remember sitting in the ER with my pastor um, shout out to Pastor Josh. Whoop, whoop. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, they were amazing through the whole thing. So I, yeah, can't even. So that was kind of like one of the tipping points. But yet I didn't stay away. And that was kind of the beginning mm-hmm. of December. And so I started to make plans while I was still like living in the same yeah. home. Okay. Um, after all of that subsided, um, started to make plans to move out. And I met with... Uh, couple who had a basement and I was planning on moving uh right at the new year honestly it was like it was like new year's eve during like okay so during the day and I'm just thinking like okay I have to do it but I had make I had made no preparations like yeah I don't know if I like would have unless what happened would have happened yeah um so December 31st 2017 Yep. Slash 18. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he ended up throwing me out and it was this big hot thing, hot mess. And um, I, the next day, changed my number. Mm. I went and stayed in a friend's basement and then he instantly went to treatment. And I went and uh, cleaned out... Um, anything I just there was a load of ladies and we went and just like grabbed anything we could out of the house once he was out and put me in these people's basement and I called it my safety bunker yeah (laughs) and um that's when separation began it was new year's like new year's eve wow like right on the dot so like January 1st 2018 was starting the new year starting on my own wow um so yeah. Um, from there, I ended up actually having this huge mental breakdown in January and lost my job because of it. I ended up, I ended up in the hospital. Wow. I mean, naturally, like 
girl just trauma and how your body carries it like it shows up eventually yeah and it came out and everything is connected (laughs) oh my gosh our emotions are so tied to to our our physical health and yes wow yes so ended up doing that and then there was a good three months so my ex he was in treatment that whole time um no communication I was yeah at that point, I was terrified of him. I didn't want him to know where I was. I didn't want him to yeah. have my number, um, which made it really difficult. But luckily, like, there were some really wonderful people within our community that kind of played mediator. Good. There was a good two, three months where I just lived in the fetal position on the mm-hmm. floor wanting to die. Yeah. The confusion that set in. And when your body starts to step away and recognize what you've been walking through and recognize what truth was and what actually happened the shock of that mm-hmm. it, it hits you right in the face yeah and like how did, again how did I get here how is this my life yep and so what much is going on yeah god where are you how could how could a good god make this happen yep. to me like Allow was was yeah what was my mindset at that point yeah um lack of trust for myself like yep. am I nuts like how did I get myself here how did I miss all these things right I must yep. be th- I must be so stupid yeah I yeah and the reality is is I didn't know who I was enough I didn't have this revelation of like what God had said about me and who mm-hmm. he had called me to be fully that I believed what was put in front of me on this earth rather than like what the Lord was saying about me as a person. And so it actually from that space of like, God, I don't even, I don't even like want to talk to you. Like I don't. Yeah. Just anger with God. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Which he's not scared of that. No. He like, that doesn't scare him. (laughs) Some people would be like, oh my gosh, don't be angry at God. And he's like so capable of handling that and carrying that. Um, and so present to it, my goodness. Um, and then helping us walk through that yes. to to a new place. Yes. And you found God in that place of even being angry with him mm-hmm. and even being in the fetal position. Yep. I I think that when you're moving from a space of ser- like severe trauma, your brain actually like stores things and protects you. Yeah. I also like see so much how God was like not letting me even fully step into things yet. Yeah. And throughout this whole process, he's been super graceful to like bring things up when I had capacity. Yes. Um, oh and my gosh, when I was I'm, ready to look at things, like, I, it's I, honestly been like just the kindness of the Lord. He, it's, it's like he puts those, those traumatic things in like a little box. Yep. And not he knowing that he's going to bring them out when you're ready for them, knowing, knowing that he's going to illuminate it and say, okay, we we can handle this now. We can talk about this. We can touch it. And that's another reason why a good counselor is so powerful because they can help you when you, when you feel like you need, um, when you, when you have capacity to deal with maybe a blind spot, maybe something that you've buried for a little bit. And that's, that's actually like a physical thing, but especially when you've gone through trauma, there's things you forget. Mm-hmm. Like you for, you forget things because your body cannot physically handle them. Mm-hmm. But God is absolutely able and willing to heal those things when you're ready. Yeah. When when your body is ready, when your emotions are ready. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't all happen at once. No, if only, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, fetal position. 
just living my best life on the floor. They're not your best life. Not my best life. Such sarcasm. I think the thing that ended up kind of pulling me out of the hole, obviously I was in an absurd amount of counseling at that point. And thank God for my community for continuing to knock on the door when I had lost all my faith. Wow. And just continuing to show up and speak who I was, even if I wasn't living into that, but reminding me like, yeah, like this, this isn't your story. Like you're, you don't have to be a victim to this, Um, which sounds so opposite of like what the world would tell you. I think the world would say like, like screw him. Like, you know, like he can go to hell and yeah. yeah. Um, but Bash rather him, slander him, he's yep. hurt you. So hurt him back. Yes. yes. Revenge. Yep. Like all of that. But my community came in and said like, no, like God, like God's just so committed to you. Yeah. Like, he's just like, he's so present to this. He's mm. an empathetic God. Like, like you are not, what your circumstances are like you're not what's happened to you yeah like you're so much more like god's yeah i think okay so then like the big like theology like "Ah," is (laughs) (laughs) when i it was i think it was like in april of 2018 and i was starting to function as a normal human being again and starting to like job hunt and just stand up again yeah um and our church actually did a sermon series called Good God, mm-hmm. which um, I go to Grove Community Church, shout out, and highly recommend if you are a podcast listener, which obviously you are because you're listening to this, but um, <laughs> go follow them, listen to the Good yep. God series. It changed my life. Yeah, and I'll actually, I'll link that in, in my show notes as well, yeah. um, that you guys can listen to that, ep- to specifically this episode that you're going to, that you're going to touch on because yeah. it's powerful powerful <laughs> yes i think the revelation of why do bad things happen yep. why and it's like we live in a fallen world yep. like this was not from god this was not his plan no 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 like yep. he why would he come and save the world and then just put us through hell like yeah do you why would that makes no sense and, and just, it's yeah and it's not biblical no yeah no And, um, I can't, cannot, and I get like, like holy fire in my belly, like angry about this. Like I see so often, whether it's in divorce, whether it's in mental health, whether it's in anything bad that happens, like, well, this is just the path that God has asked me to walk. Yep. And, or like, well, God, God broke my leg. So now that must mean that he can like he's saying like, I don't want you to do that or something. Right. (laughs) When really we have an open handed God who says, I am so crazy about you child. Like you are my daughter. You are mine. I am like crazy protective, jealous of you. And you have choices. Like you have choices of if you want to step into health and wholeness and joy, but I'm going to bless you either way, whether you go to the left or to the right. Yes. I am going to shower you in favor. (laughs) And seriously that's it that is 100 percent it there's nothing you could do to make yourself more loved but we live in a fallen world satan is a butthole guys like it's true he is a butthole that is the quote of this podcast (laughs) satan is a butthole yes i look at i look at like yeah like my story sucked yeah but the reality is 
like that wasn't God. And because I have the revelation of who God says I am and what he's called me to be, that's how, why I can walk away and be a joyful person. Yeah. Joy has been such a huge piece of this journey for me. I knew from the moment it started, I was always like a very, like, I mean, if you know me at all, it's just like, like you're so much fun. I'm some next level. Yeah. (laughs) So, but the thing is, is like, this was not from God. No. Overall, not from God. And this abuse, let's let, let's be specific too. Like yeah. this abuse was not from God. Yeah. And you can sit and blame yep. and you can um, just assume that, uh, you know, like if God was all powerful, like why would this happen? The reality is, is we do have choices. Yep. The story in the Bible of the man at the well. Do you want to be made well? Ooh. Take up your mat and walk. Yeah. He easily could have just touched the guy and he would have been healed. But the yep. guy had to physically choose yep. to be made well. Choices are so pivotal and important. <laughs> like, yes. Like, and, and, and God partners with us in our choices yes. too. Yes. So even like, I mean, I want to circle back just a little bit that you had this moment right before you got married of, of sort of having this choice. Like, oh my gosh, is this a mistake? Mm-hmm. Where you had a choice to step yeah. away yeah. and to decide not to marry this man. Right. And you could have done that. And guess what, guys? I was abused, but God blessed me either way. Amen. I, I got married, yes. but I was blessed e- either way. Absolutely. I would not be who I am today yep. if that wouldn't have happened to me. I wouldn't have landed in Minnesota. Prob- I mean, maybe I would have. I don't know. But like, <laughs> like we are powerful human beings yep. who um, make choices. And God's will is something you're always going to be in. Thank you. Yes. Like you don't, we don't live like, I'm going to sound like I'm just Scott Vanderwerf right now. Shout out to Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's not red light, green light living. Like if I go here, then I'm going to be blessed. It's like, no, God is so committed to blessing us in whatever situation. And so I chose, I see, I see where I could have, if I would have like had enough self-respect I would have walked away so many times. Yeah. And I mean, I did walk away so many times. I would have stayed away. Yeah. However, I chose to go back because of where I was at. And I had to have my own process in that. Yeah. But now from a space of when I drew the line and I said, no more, like this will not be my life. This will not be my story. I just like can't hit that home enough. Yeah. Like that is true. I mean, the, the, the essence of this, what we're really, what we're really getting down to is that God did not cause this to happen. He didn't yes. cause this abuse. Nope. But what he does in the surrender is he makes beauty from it. Yes. And so he says, he says, okay, so that this bad thing has happened to you. This thing that I did not cause, that I did not plan has happened, mm-hmm. but I'm going to bring good out of it. Yeah. And that is the, that is exactly what he does at all. Like yeah. with any story. And that's what he has done in yours. Right. I, it makes no sense that I'm, so it's 2019 now, but yeah. it makes no sense that I'm sitting in a space of more freedom, more joy, yeah. more peace. Like, oh man, like I've never been so happy, Praise honestly, God. in my life. And yeah. I look at like, yeah, it's really frustrating sometimes looking at like, well, it would have been nice not have to go through all that to get here. But man, I was on the fast track to wholeness in yeah. that. And yeah. like... Yeah. Because because yeah. because Jesus is on the fast track to healing you. Yeah, come on. That's that's, that's exactly yes. what he wants. Yes. I mean, we've we've only known each other really since June, but um, but I've but I've seen you consistently like 
not just wait for things to happen to you, but actually stepping in and allowing that healing to happen. And that happened through joy, through, through, um, study and just like believing who you are through, um, it takes sacrifice. Yeah. It's hard work. It, it is hard work. And you choose every day to step into it. And that's, it. and it's, you know, it's this, the, the man at the well. Do you want to get well? Yep. Like you have to pick up every your, day. You have to pick up your mat and you have yep. to, you have to go for it. Yep. You have to step in and receive the healing that God has already extended to you. Yes. So when you became, when you became just knowledgeable enough of who you are, of who God is in your life, mm-hmm. you then had to say, okay, well, I'm going to live into that every single day and I'm going to allow that healing to occur every single day. Yes. And that's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think so. This was a verse that was super prevalent to you also has been prevalent to me. I say this can be anyone's little snippet, but, and it's also, I mean, I know which one you're talking about. It's also very prevalent to Austin Collins, who was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. And we talked about this. Yes. Come on, Austin preaching that good news. Um, (laughs) Hosea 2, 14 through 16. Therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. Yeah, I got to a wilderness. He blessed me in that wilderness. Yep. He allured my heart. He yep. romanced my heart. Absolutely. When I had nothing else, when I had lost everything, he romanced my heart. Yeah. And he's so faithful to do that. And there I will give her vineyards and make the Valley of Acor, which is a bad thing, a bad place. It means the Valley of Trouble. Yes. Um, a door of hope. Yes. That's literally, that's literally so in the much. Bible. If you think God's not a redeeming God who's like so committed to just blessing us, he makes the Valley of Trouble a door of hope. Which means you're, it's leading to something. Yes. And I also want to touch on the fact that that is in the Old Testament. Yeah, come on. People are like, oh, the Old Testament is full of blah, blah, blah. But like that isn't, that's. There's truth. There there's too. truth. And that, and that points to Jesus. Yes. Yep. We're getting on a soapbox. Here. here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> oh, honey, you give me a mic. Something's going to happen. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Which um, is exactly why I started this podcast. I was like. Something's going to happen because I need a mic. (laughs) (laughs) Someone needs to hear me. (laughs) (laughs) And there she shall answer as in the days of her youth. Man, I can't tell you how many times the Lord's brought me back like in a place of worship and just to the little girl dancing in the in the field of daisies. Just so happy. And yeah, as at the time when she came out of the land of Egypt. So Egypt was a place where they were tortured and he rescued them. Absolutely. So God's a rescuing God. Sometimes when I think about my dog, like he's a rescue, but I'm also a rescue. I I wish I could literally just, I could say that so many times, just like how good God is to pull us out of the pit of hell. Yeah. Darkness is as light to him. Yeah. Like there's nothing so big or so traumatic. And when you're in the midst of horror and trauma and just crazy abuse, you you can't see that gotta have a good counselor gotta have community yeah like that's the importance of being with people and choosing your people of who is going to show up and yep. speak truth when you don't have ears for it yeah or the eyes to see it absolutely um I mean so again like my family's out of state my yeah. community my church community they are my family yeah like they have shown me the love of Jesus in so many ways that I'm just like oh my gosh like they have also been just such catalysts of me recognizing my worth yeah and i 
speaking the truth when you didn't even believe it yourself. I mean, to summarize, I the reason that I feel so strongly and felt so strongly from the Lord of like, yep, like it's time to share Melissa. Like yeah. it's time to share this story is because it is such a taboo thing in the church and because there there isn't like there aren't voices around this. Yeah. There really aren't. Um I I was like, I must be just a freak of nature. Like I did this to myself. Like yeah. like there's gotta be something wrong. Was I perfect in this? Let's just back up. Like no, I really struggled. Yeah. Did I do the best I could with the tools I was given? Yes. One hundred percent. Yep. I also believe that of my husband actually. Yeah. He did the best he could with the tools he was given. Wow. Um this is this is not the reason I get on here is not to bash him whatsoever. The reason is because I know that this story is necessary for other women. Yeah. Maybe men too. Like, yeah, like that's so real. My story was what it was and I can choose to sit with it or I can share it. Yeah. And if, even if it brings revelation or just like a, Oh, I never thought of that. Like, Oh, like maybe I am in that situation. Like, for one person, yeah. oh, honey, like, get this all over the news. Like, yeah. yeah. And so the Lord's also just done, like, when it comes to forgiveness. I think, like, the most powerful thing in forgiveness, when I think about my ex-husband, we're actually in a really good spot. He's doing super well. Yeah, I was um, going to ask you about that. Yeah. So he's he's been in sober living for quite some time. That's amazing. He is. We've had some great conversations. And um, it's so, again, like, this doesn't make sense to, like, the world eye, but... I, I love him so much. Like, yeah. I just want nothing but goodness for him. I think, like I was saying, the most, like, the most healing thing for me has been in worship and my time with the Lord, of the Lord taking me back to those moments that I viewed as really traumatic yeah. and the Lord shifting my perspective to what he was, not he, my my husband was yeah. experiencing wow. and just, like, the That's loss so and the fear and the pain yeah. in what he was doing and just honestly even too like um the veil that was over his eyes that yeah. he wasn't able to see reality right. um right <clears throat> this affected both of us i mean yeah. um, no question he he has he has a good heart hmm. his actions do not define who he is yeah um he is a wonderful man and i know i know god's gonna radically encounter him and is chasing him down yeah I know that yeah I love like that. without a shadow of a doubt but I I, I like just like I am I'm so I'm so I have nothing but like love in my heart towards that man which sounds so profound and like what does he have access to my life no yeah but love means no sometimes yes and oftentimes how we love someone in the kingdom looks a lot different than how we would love someone in like the world's eye yeah um that that's actually true forgiveness is yeah. is loving them and wanting the best for them boundaries. and then boundaries yes yes a hundred percent that can be so loving so just to speak to that dynamic when we started to have conversation again i had given him the option of like hey like because I believe in marriage, because I yep. believe in forgiveness, because I believe in the power of our God. It gave him the opportunity to step into some intense yep. counseling together, to enter into um, our church and submit to authority and our yep. pastors and people we trusted to walk with us, um, to begin to like even look at if we could heal things. Yep. Yep. Um, if we could. Yeah. Can God do it? Yeah. But 
if it it takes two very willing parties thank you and that wasn't there yeah so that's what was like the okay like after I had worked through forgiveness and I could step back and from a non-emotional standpoint look at him with detached love and say like it's okay like you're choosing you're you have choices again choices 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 I'm gonna get that tattooed on my forehead I think just choices (laughs) choice life like thug life but choice life choice life um yeah like he chose that that wasn't something he was willing to do and in the process of healing you will always find the the favor and the reminders of what god is actually like hey yeah you deserve x y and z and that comes from it and that's a joy as we like to refer to them in this home hope nuggets nuggets. (laughs) we have hope nuggets we do and little things little reminders that like things are getting better yes that there is a light at the end of the tunnel yes we love me some good hope nuggets so out of a place of releasing Mm -hmm. my husband to the lord and knowing that the lord can carry him i'm not i okay so this is also a thing like i really struggle with like I'm going to save you. Like, yeah, I was the ultimate the sa- missionary dater. Like yeah. I, <laughs> I'm going to save you. You're going to find Jesus. Like, yeah, you're going to experience wholeness because that's, that's how I am in relationship and also in ministry. Yeah. Now that I am like functioning as a human being again. And I don't even know that I've ever have functioned to this capacity of just mm. like, she's alive <laughs> in a really amazing way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's going well. It's yeah. going- <laughs> um, yeah, I think all of that to say, we live in a broken world. Yeah. What happened to me was not from God. And I'm not a victim to what happened. I am so thankful. The reason I get, I know the Lord's calling me to share is because, yeah, like there's, maybe you're out there and you're questioning like, is this okay? Yeah. We're not saying like, well... You got in a fight, just divorce. I mean, we'll never. No. No. We're no, not. That's that. not. We're not pro divorce here. Yeah. We're pro redemption. We are. We are for. We're not. We're not just over here being like, oh, if something bad happens, like just get divorced. Yeah. It's okay. Just There's, choose there. joy. You're going to be fine. No, it's a process. It is a bloody battle. And my best advice I can give to you is seek truth yes you will find the lord yeah when you seek him you will find him absolutely um and whatever your community yeah yes and there's always hope there's always so much hope there's so much good for you and if oh gosh yeah there's so much there's healing in jesus name and that's gonna look different for each person and that's so okay get a dog they'll solve all your problems (laughs) if only that was the case (laughs) Uh, but they are pretty amazing. Yeah. Having giant dogs Come is, on. we recommend, we recommend. She's a happy woman. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we are the, um, we're the two divorcees, divorcees of, of South Minneapolis, which living with our giant dogs. <laughs> Mel, I cannot thank you enough for sharing your story, for speaking to this issue of domestic violence and, and abuse and addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much here that so we could much. continue to dig into. And I would love to do that with you more so i think we'll probably be doing this again because there's um there's just so many amazing little hope nuggets in here that's just not about oh these things happen to us we've got to just talk about it so we can say oh poor me 
that's not what we're doing. No. We're saying there's healing and there's redemption on the other side, yeah. no matter what has happened. Yes. So thank you so much for sharing your story, for being so brave and so bold. Yeah. And for preaching. <laughs> Brutus agrees. Brutus agrees. For for br- for bringing healing and um and just preaching the gospel to us. We yeah. so appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to the Reclaimed Podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast and rate it on iTunes. If you're interested in partnering with the Reclaimed Podcast financially, you can do so on my Patreon page. Remember, you're not alone. There is hope. And we'll see you next week.